Welcome to the Role Playing Hour. While commercial radio only cater to what people want, Radio Adelaide play what people never asked for. You okay back there? None of you getting car sick driving in the hills? Yes, yes, I get car sick driving in the hills. Oh, really? Does it make it worse if I go like this? Side to side? What about this? Please stop! I think he's going green. My poor inner ear, it's crying out in pain. I didn't even know you had your license, Willie. Or more precisely, that it had been returned since the police undoubtedly took it away. Sure, I have my license. Driving license, gun license, I have them all. I'm even technically licensed as a venue in which veterans can play two-up on Anzac Day. You with guns and cars? The powers that be sure are reckless. Anyway, I grew up here in the hills. My dad still lives up here. I want to show you this perfect lookout spot I know. You can see all the lights from the city. You have aesthetic sense too. It's a great place to get drunk and inhale NOS. Ah. Don't worry, I bought plenty of nitrous. I know how to party. Plus later, passion pop. Oh god. I'm not such a lowbrow bitch I'd only offer passion pop. I've got something else stashed back there too. Phew. Yeah, passion pop goes great with fruity Lexia. <laughs> I'm barely lasting <laughs> the drive up without passion pop in me. There's no way I'll last the drive down. We'll just make you put your fingers down your mouth and puke yourself dry before you start driving again. It'll be like a girl's night out. You really do know the secluded parts of the hills. There's no one else out here at all. Yep, I'm good with all these super windy back roads no one uses. Oh, <coughs> sweet Apollo. So, growing up in the hills, did you look down on the rest of the people of Adelaide, both literally and metaphorically, from your lofty perch? Well, of course. I just knew I was better than them. I mean, I was elevated a few metres above them, right? The rest is just logic. If Sterling isn't Adelaide's Beverly Hills, then I don't know what is. Beverly Hills 5152. You really are a local, then. Yep, I'm so local that when I go to Handorf, they charge me one-tenth the listed price and all the pointless knickknacks. That's almost as low as the price you pay for them at Cunningham's Warehouse. Wow, it's like you have the key to the city up here. Yep, you lowly mortal. Up here, amidst the heavens, we observe your world. Sometimes we condescend to visit your earth on a Saturday night for a debauch, and we sigh half-breed children with your women. Sometimes, while doing so, we take the shape of a goose or an eagle or a white bull. Or someone in Ugg boots and tracky who drives their mum's Commodore. Anyway, sounds like quite a life. I'd like to try it sometime. Yeah, but you wouldn't get the hill's way of life, Jim. You just wouldn't understand the thoughts we have in our arboreal nests. In the peacefulness of nature with which us hills people are one, such thoughts are beyond you. <laughs> Hang in there, DM. How much further? Soon. <sighs> so sick. I shouldn't have had those three tubs of Greek yogurt before we left. From my fridge. I got those weeks ago. If they weren't expired already, they were really on the edge. <laughs> I was hungry. The only other things I've eaten today were those sardines and pig trotters I had for breakfast. It was an odd choice, I know, but you know, I'm experimenting with European cuisine. Jesus, Willie, I hope that lookout spot is close. I'm driving as fast as I can. Look, I'm already taking these corners at speeds only us natives would dare. Wait, what was... What? Nothing. We're, we're turning back and forth so fast, I thought I saw something moving through the trees, but it... it... It must just have been the high beams against the eucalyptus. It's a little bit foggy. That's what happens living in the hills. You're surrounded by fog frequently. You literally live in the clouds. Yeah, yeah. Us hills people are basically like angels or cherubs. Right. Look at me, Jim. You'd say I'm a cherub, aren't I? You're wearing too many clothes for me to tell. You should see me with an adorably small boat and my pink cheeks as I flutter out from under the robes of God. (coughs) Shush, DM. We'll be there. Whoa. Whoa. What the... What happened here? Must have been an accident. See the black tire tracks? They they lead to that corner. And the fence is broken? They went right over the edge. 
The power lines are down on the road. Why are the power lines down? They must have hit a stobie pole. We should get out and check what happened. Maybe someone needs help. They probably crashed because of the fog. Did you see that big bank of it sweeping past we drove up? Oh, 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 solid ground. <laughs> Not moving. <sighs> Broken tree branches all the way down. Someone definitely went over the edge. Careful, Jim. It's very steep there. Look out for those wires. They're still alive. I think I can make it down. Do you have a torch? Um, I think I have one in my glove box here. Oh, look. God, there's definitely a car down there. It's tricky up here. You come off the road one side, you hit a wall of solid stone. You come off the other side, you tumble off a virtual cliff. Wait, I think I can make it down, just... Careful, Jim. I'm... Whoa, I'm, I'm sliding a bit, but I'm okay. There are tree branches broken on the cliff above us, too. Up there. Can you see that? Nearly there. Hello? Hello? Is anyone hurt? Hello? Can you see anyone? Not from here. I'm nearly there. Careful, Jim. Ow! Blackberry bush. Hello? Are you okay? Hello? I can hardly see you anymore, Jim. Why have you torch around? Hello? Hello? Are you okay? Is anyone there? What do you see? Hello? No one's here. No one's in the car. Maybe they were thrown free? I don't know. Maybe. I can't see them. There's... The car's really banged up. Fluid is leaking everywhere. Windscreen wipers are on. One of the... One of the wheels has come off. And the top, it's... The top is completely crushed. Right in the middle. Crushed right down. It must have rolled. I'm calling an ambulance. No, look at the mud. I think it slid down. And there are two broken stobie poles caught against the trees down here. What kind of car accident knocked out two stobie poles? Uh, guys... Yes, yes, Dan. Is, is there a road above us? Up there on top of that cliff? No, that's on National Park. I'm going to look around for the driver down here. If you find anyone, don't move them till the ambulance gets here. Well, I, <clears throat> guys. This isn't time to tell us about your stomach problems, DM. No, but you said one of the wheels came off in the accident, right? Sure. Look, you can see the tyre marks here. They screech right around this corner at high speed, then they went off the edge over there. Hello? Yes, I need an ambulance. If, 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 if they lost a wheel in an accident on the road here, and there are no other roads, then what is a missing wheel doing in the branches of the tree up, up there on the cliff above us? I don't know, maybe it bounced? 30 meters up a cliff? Guys, there's something strange down here. This is John Leeson, and I hate the role-playing hour, because I have to hide behind the sofa whenever that terrifying show comes on. This is Lance Henderson, and I hate the role-playing hour, and I can sometimes be quite scary. So you should listen to me. No bullshit. I love to curse. There are broken trees down here, but not just in the path where the car fell. A, li a line of them extend back as far as I can see. It's hard to tell in the dark. Look, I've called the ambulance. Jim, maybe you should get back uh, up here. The driver must be around here somewhere. They're probably hurt. Jim, you should get back up here. Look, maybe we'll drive back down and meet the ambulance halfway, all right? We can show them where the accident is. This makes sense, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many bushes and ferns. Someone could be a metre away and I wouldn't see them. Jim? Hello? Jim, you should get back up here. But the driver! Jim, do you know first aid? 
No. Well, then you probably can't help them anyway. But if I find them, I can tell the ambulance people where... Jim, it's dark. You'll hurt yourself. Just get back up here, please. Okay, okay. I'm coming. I still don't know why. There are broken trees on the top of the cliff there, too. Jim, do you need any help? Oh, it's slippery. Oh, great. The fog is coming back in, too. I can hardly see anything. Shadows of the trees and... Jim, come on. Guys. Oh, I slipped again. Jim, please. Hello? Hello? Is anybody there? We saw an accident. Is anybody there? Come out. Show us you're okay. Damn, shut up. Oh, don't don't tell me to shut up. Just shut up, okay? Hey, can you grab my hand? Uh, uh, Thanks. It's a real mess down there. Back in the car. What? Everyone, back in the car. We're going to drive down, meet the ambulance coming up, make sure they know exactly where to go. Lead them back here? Yeah, maybe. Come on, let's go. Jeez, freaking out enough? It was an accident, sure, but for all we know, they might have walked away. I didn't see any proof anyone was injured. I just, I didn't like it out there. You're the one who grew up around this area. You're the one who knows the hills. And I said I didn't like it out there. Let's get out of here. Now, isn't that better? We'll find the ambulance and we'll show them where to go. We'll show them? Sure. Coming up here with all of them. It should be fine. I was just being silly. Cool. Are you sure they'll come up this road? Not many roads around here. I told you, I know these hills. Really, you should drive more slowly. All the fog. I'll drive how I like. Anyway, we should talk about something. Take our minds off what we just saw. Damn, how's your stomach? Uh, yes, oh, it's okay. It must be all the adrenaline. Um, okay. But you're good at talking. You do love the sound of your own voice. Just go on and on sometimes. Anyway, anything interesting been happening to you? Well, um, uh, uh, I saw, I saw online the other day that someone had posted an infographic about how you would pay five dollars for a coffee which you enjoy once and is gone, but you, you wouldn't pay one dollar for a song. One song takes a musician dozens, if not hundreds of hours to record, hours to write and rehearse and perfect, and once you buy it, you can listen to it whenever you want, over and over again for the rest of your life. You know, it's art, it's creativity. But you wouldn't pay one dollar? Seems ridiculous, right? I guess. I wasn't asking for your input, Jim. I was <laughs> I was ranting. That was rhetorical. You made yourself look like a dullard by answering a rhetorical question. Anyway, I think the reason no one does pay even a dollar for a song, I think the reason everyone just pirates music is due to the inbuilt failings of the rock and roll image. Think about it. Rock and roll got invented to be marketed to teenagers, right? Teenagers had disposable income after World War II. They had part-time jobs and stuff. Companies wanted some of that income, and they found that teenagers were really easy to manipulate, and so too, because teenagers don't have enough experience of the world to know any better. Cue today and every billboard and our entire popular culture. We've been over this topic, but to appeal to teenagers, rock and roll sold itself as this rebellious thing. The protagonists of rock and roll didn't care about the man. They were fighting the system. Rock and rollers weren't business people. Not in the images they projected. Business people were their enemies. Their songs seemed to come effortlessly out of the air. God forbid we thought of them as actually rehearsing their songs for hours on end. Of slaving away and honing a craft alone, like a regular human being. No, inspiration had to come to them fully formed, Byron-esque, because they were lightning rods of style and charm. They were getting high and drinking, living like oversized teenagers with the simple immature dreams teenagers dream. They were the immature teenage dream embodied. 
Imagine if we could stay up late and drink as much as we want. Yeah, that'd be super rad. Rock stars, we know they want us to love them because that is what they care about. Love, they tell us over and over. They want us to accept them in their rebellion. They have strings of lovers. They throw themselves at us like lovers. Like teenagers, they seem to desperately seek approval. So to the consumer of rock and roll, it feels like if we listen to their music, we're doing them a favor. We are their buddies. They're not depicted as craftspeople, so why would we think of their work as being crafted? Even actors, actors most people accept are artists, and we celebrate the fact that they work hard and go to extreme lengths for their art. We accept that acting is a craft and has to be honed, even if some actors get ridiculously overpaid for what they do. Still, we think they did that for us. All that time and effort, they gave that to us. So somehow it's easier to think, oh, maybe I should pay for that movie or that TV show in some form, even if I just buy the DVD box set after downloading each episode the first time round. They did try very hard. They did do all that for me. I should honor their effort and their commitment. But rock stars, we assume that they did it all for themselves because they wanted and needed us to love them. We assume it came from them effortlessly. They're not craftspeople. They're drunken teenagers who need affection or they'll start crying. And we think of them like that because that is the image of them that has been sold to us. Because rock stars needed an image that was teenagers writ large, teenagers through the lens of hyperbole, teenagers how they imagined they would be if they were suddenly adults, so that teenagers would be drawn to them and part with their sweet, sweet minimum wage, completely disposable money. We can thank some ad guy for all that. So we would resist paying for the music of rock and roll and pop stars. The rock and roll is born to our dying breath. We part their music without a thought or a moment of guilt. They don't need our money. They're big narcissistic softies living the dream life. They're off busy being oversized teenagers. Our whole perception of them is wrong. That is the problem. If we went back to thinking of them as artists, as craftspeople, as people who slave away in lonely rooms for hours on end for songs they hope will change our lives, rather than as some shallow image, some facsimile of people caricatures, then we might be inclined to remember, oh yes, I should, I should throw a few dollars their way to reward all that sweat and all those years of giving up so much of their life to honing that unique talent. It was the marketing of rock stars that killed the music industry in the end. It wasn't... Holy shit, what is that? Ah! Break, break! (coughs) (coughs) Oh, God. Is everyone okay? Oh, what happened? When I hit the brakes, the car spun out of control. We hit the... Holy shit, we smashed against a cliff face. Is everyone okay? I'm okay, I'm okay. Lucky you didn't hit head on. We kind of sideswiped the wall. Jesus, did you see what I saw? Some giant, some giant thing across the road. Moving. A moving shadow. Grey, I think. I saw grey. It could have been the fog. Oh, Christ. My head, and I bit my, I bit my ranting tongue. I need my ranting tongue. Oh, that thing, it was just a few yards in front of us. Is it still around? Well, maybe we could have imagined it. My car! It's... Look at this! Half the front side is caved in! My poor car! Door won't open here. I'll have to get out your side. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, all one side is dented. No broken bones, anyone? Guys, look. Snapped trees. A line of snapped trees. That was... It was right where we saw that thing. I can only see a few yards in the dark in the fog. Come on, car, start. Start. I don't think it will, Willie. You saw the front. Stop, please. No, 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 no. You're not going to tell me we have to we have to walk walk all the way down back to the, the city. Hey, my dad's house isn't far from here. We could walk there. It's just over the ridge. I don't want to walk in the dark. What choice do we have? 
It's not far. Maybe 5Ks? This road doesn't go straight there. We'd have to cut through some bush. I don't. I definitely don't want to walk through <laughs> the wilderness in the dark. It's not my fault. What else are we going to do? Do you have a better idea? Try to call him. Maybe he can pick us up. Okay, but reception has always been a bit dodgy for him up here. He lives between two hills, no line to any of the towers, and is with Vodafone. Oh my god. My commiserations. Sorry. Vodafone. Hey, does he have a landline? He has one for the internet. I mean, what is a landline and who uses it anymore? <gasps> well, why don't you email him? I am. We don't have to walk DM. We could just stay here. We could call someone. Maybe the ambulance will come by. We could wait for them. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. You just said you saw some strange thing across the road. Those trees are freshly snapped in half. You want to wait right here, right where that happened? Hello? Hello? REA? Please, I've had an accident. I'm on Gandhi's Gully Road. You know, you turn off from Crafers and then... Oh, oh really? Well, thanks. Bye. What is it? They said... They said there are fallen trees blocking this road just after the turn-off. And the electricity company reports there might be danger from live wires because of some broken stoby poles. Real strange, they said, because it's been no wind. No cars can come up here until they clear it. Could be hours. They must have said that really fast, because you were on the phone for like two seconds. They must be like speed... Is that a skill of speed speakers? They must speak in shorthand. They're just really, really fast Really speaking. efficient. So many phone calls tonight. Yeah, that's really... I want to learn that skill. But you're saying... Hang on. You're saying no one can get up here? No one can drive up this road at all? We'll just we'll walk to Dad's. It'll be fine. My heart is beating like a million miles an hour. Jim, can you check? Is the Fruity Lexia all right? Please tell me the Fruity Lexia is all right. At least that way we have some comfort when we walk to my Dad's. I'm sorry, the Fruity Lexia didn't make it. Oh, no! What the hell is that? This is Corin Nimick. Do you hate the role-playing hour? Not a problem. I'll get them cancelled faster than you can say synchronized swatches. Ah, seriously. You're still making me do this Parker Lewis shtick? You think this is funny? You guys are complete fu- This is John Reese davis and I hate the role-playing hour because they smell like a dirty girl's pants. Why would I hate a dirty girl's pants? <laughs> You've got the wrong dwarf there, laddie. Just keep walking. But it is so dark! Look, the faster we walk, the better it is for all of us. <laughs> What the hell is that? I don't know. You're the hills person. I don't know. I've never heard anything like this before. Can't even see a meter ahead of us. This is a black wall of trees. I wish the moon would come out. Maybe we should keep our voices down. We still may have imagined everything, you know. There was stress of running into that accident and then that fog. Easy to get carried away. I grew up in these hills. I drove them a thousand times, day and night. I don't imagine things here. I don't get surprised. How much further to your dad's? I'm not completely sure. I'm losing track of of time out here. I'll know the place we have to cut through when we see it. If you can see anything out here. Hey, my dad emailed. He said, Sorry, hon, forgot to charge the phone. Can't pick you up from the corner. I've had a bit too much to drink tonight while watching the cricket. Damn him. Didn't he realise from the tone of my email how desperate I am? Did you use the desperate emoticon? What's the desperate emoticon? A gif of your face. Hey. (laughs) Just lightening the mood. Maybe your dad's phone reception is fine. Maybe he just doesn't like talking to you, so he doesn't answer the phone or switches it off and claims it's charging. No, he loves all my stories. 
He can listen to me for hours. Uh huh. And how often does he listen to you for hours? These few times I get through, but then I tell him stories for hours and hours on end. Uh huh. He's totally been switching his phone off so we can get drunk and watch sports rather than talk to you. No, I'm his beloved daughter. The only things he loves almost as much as me are his roomfuls of sports memorabilia and his trips to his secluded beach house, no telephone connection. Wait a minute, son of a bitch. Email him and tell him how important it is he meet us as soon as we cross through this shortcut. I don't want to walk a step more on these dark roads than we have to. Oh, speaking of which, this is it. We just have to climb under this wire on this fence and cross through the bush here. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Do we really have to walk through the bush in pitch dark? The road will be blocked for hours, you heard. Besides, it's not far. Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. I don't like this. That was just an owl. Uh, and that? Let's just... Let's just keep moving. Oh, it's so hard to get through here. Even with the torch, I keep almost tripping or running into things. Should we... Oh. Should we really have the torch advertising where we are? Oh. Oh. What was that? Let's run. <laughs> was that close? It sounded like it was ahead of us. Shut up and run. But, but it sounded like it was ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Hello? Dad? Willie, you won't believe it, but something huge just... Oh, Christ, it's knocking right through the wall of the house and... Dad? Dad? So his phone was charged. Dad, come on, Dad. Guys, come on, under this fence here. Pick up, Dad. Willie, stop running off down the road. We'll lose track of you. Dad! Come on, DM. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, can't see anything. I'm running into everything. It's so dark. I know. Oh, what was that? I don't know. Do you hear that? What is it? Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's some kind of bird. Or, 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 maybe it's the ambulance driving up to help us. Maybe, maybe the sound is echoing through the hills. Maybe. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There, there, there. Is that, is that a driveway? Willie, Willie, are you? Oh, Christ. Half his house, flattened. There's no sign of him. Oh, God, Willie. Dad? Dad? Willie, whatever did this could still be around here. Wait. Willie, where are you going? My gun license. I used to go to the gun club with Dad. He keeps my shotgun for me here, in his lockbox. It's in a back room. Wait. The back of the house might still be standing, but it's dangerous back here. The, the, the rest of the house could come down at any moment. This is bad. This is bad. We've got to leave. I know. Holy shit. Look at this. Yeah, half the garage is smashed too. Whatever this thing is, it must be huge. No, 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 look, Willie's dad has a motorbike with a sidecar. How cool is that? Great. You mean he had a motorbike with a sidecar? No, 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 it looks like a, a couple of bricks hit it, but it seems okay. It fared better than his boat. He had a boat too? He's miles from the sea. 
I bet he never uses it. I bet it's all ostentation. Heals people. <laughs> Heals people. Holy. Look. Over there. The treetops. They're, they're, they're shaking in a wave. Heading this way. <laughs> There, I can see it above the trees. It's coming towards us. It's so fast. It must be as big as a house. Willy! Wait. Willy! Wait. Willy. Willy. We've got to get out of here right now. I said wait. <laughs> Now, Willie! Wait, okay, take the sports bag! We've got to get out of here. Can you drive this motorbike? Do you say, do you. Dang it, hang on, hang on, hang on, stop, stop everything. Do you say drive for a motorbike? What else would it be? Pilot? Uh, I don't know. Uh, captain, Captain the motorbike. Captain this motorbike? Um, Kays are by the kitchen counter, should be under this rubble just about here. Oh, Willie! Got him. Jim, on the back. Damn, in the sidecar. Start it up quickly. That thing's almost at the edge of the trees. It's on the property. <laughs> it's getting closer. Oh, it's starting to them. What are you doing, woman? What are you... Off we go. It's coming out of the trees! It's right behind us! Oh god! It's so huge and quick! Drive faster, Willie! Drive faster! Oh shit, I dropped the torch! Drive faster, but also drive more carefully, Willie! Fuck that! We need to get out of here! DM, shoot it! With what? With that gun in the bag! What? This is a gun? It's in pieces! Put the gun together and shoot that giant thing behind us! I don't know how to put a gun together! It's gaining on us! Shit! Every step it's catching up! What is it? Can you tell? see it without the torch, but it's huge, and it's fast, and it's angry. DM, shoot it! I have no idea how to do that! It's almost on us! Listeners, have you ever had to escape from a giant beast? Perhaps Mothra walked in on you having sex with his wife. Perhaps you got caught trying to siphon petrol from a battle mech. Perhaps you pissed off a crowd of angry giant supporters in a Ragnarok semi-final and had to scarper. How did you escape from your giant beasts? Do you have any tips for us? If so, call in now on 83135000 and tell us all about it. Alternatively, you can write it in our Facebook wall at www.facebook.com slash the roleplaying hour. You're listening to Willie, Jim and me, the DM, here on the roleplaying hour on 101.5 FM, Radio Adelaide, digital radio and online. Podcasts of recent episodes can be found at the Radio Adelaide website and the complete collection of older episodes can be found at our WordPress site at theroleplayinghour.wordpress.com. But right now, call in on 83135000 or write in our Facebook wall and tell us which giant beasts you have fought, and how you defeated them. Did they have some kind of weakness you could exploit, like an Achilles heel or an Oedipus cock? Or did you best your monster with ingenuity and cunning, like an ingenue? Tell us! Maybe we can use the same trick here. We'll be right back with you, live, hopefully, after this 
musical break. This is Robert O'Reilly, and I hate the role-playing hour. I wish their B.O. and inconsistent hygiene would be banished from this world and into the halls of Stolokar. Oh, go suck the big one. This is Jewel State, and I hate the role-playing hour because I caught them with a complete Firefly DVD box set betwixt their nethers. Not shiny, guys. Not shiny at all. So here we are, taking a nice relaxing break on our motorbike while uh, fleeing from a giant monster. And, uh, Jim, I believe you said that you had escaped from a giant beast before and had a story to tell about it. Yes, I did. It mm-hmm. was one of the scariest moments of my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, I hooked up with this guy, mm-hmm. went back to his place, mm-hmm. things started to get a bit handsy, mm-hmm. slid down his pants, there it was. <gasps> Giant Afro bush. Oh no! It was horrible. Wait, so is that racist? Horrible. What did you think this is? The seventies? I know, right? Like Gross. seriously, manscape. Manscape. Yeah, I just got up and walked out. Mm. That just was how that I shit off. Yes, I've never manscaped. I'm never gonna start. I'm taking it back. <laughs> the Afro bush. I'm taking it back. Mm. And in in the process, it, really. taking me away from all possible forms of intimate human You can um, keep all the Afro bush. I'm sure everyone will just... Yeah, I can take it all back, back for myself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> myself alone. Hmm. Uh, now, of course, Radio Adelaide we, uh, is a community station. It is supported by the listeners. And um, being a community station is actually, actually makes it pretty special because it is possible to have some unusual programming on here that uh, would not be supported on um, commercial radio, where, you know, everything needs to be Katy Perry, Katy Perry, all the time. Whatever they do, you know, they, I mean, <laughs> you could argue that, yes, they have to be, give people what they want. Some Community Oriana. radio gives them what they never ask for and possibly don't want. But, uh, like, even even this show, in a way, it's, I don't know of any other shows on South Australian radio at the moment that are, Exactly the same. Is this quite the same? I think Beard Radio is similar. Beard Radio is pretty good. But, uh, so, it's an example of, even if you don't like this, they're probably supporting something something different in another time slot that you do like. So, if you wanted to say thank you to Radio Adelaide and show your support, you could by subscribing. And, if you do, you get a magazine sent out to you as well, with all the latest info about Radio Adelaide. Comes out a few times a year. Um, but this month, there's a very good subscriber prize. Some subscribers, well, one subscriber will win this or three. I'm not sure how it works. Anyway, the subscriber prize is three Warm Adelaide four day passes from March 7 to 10. Botanic Park hosts over 200 artists from 50 countries. Enjoy performances and workshops by the world's best traditional and contemporary musicians, dancers, and DJs, plus street theater, visual artists, and the Planet Talks, where people talk about their bad experiences at the planet when it was open years ago. Total value, $984. Oh, obviously they've uh, they made the tickets cheaper this year. I thought $984 was the price for one Warm Adelaide ticket. Obviously, they're... I think it was a one-day pass for last year. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've, 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 if that's the value for three four-day passes, they've really, they've really dropped down. Good on you, Warm Adelaide. So that's what you could possibly win. And you might as well win it, because you never afford it. Never afford to go to Warm Adelaide otherwise. I know Arrested Development is going to be there. Uh-huh. The what band, it? not the TV show. Aww. I know neither of those. Uh-huh. They did that song, Mr. Wendell. Never mind. If the TV show was there, I'd go. 
<clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> yes, that's what you can win. It's if you want to subscribe, it's seventy five dollars or forty dollars concession, and um, you it's a tax deduction if you're into that sort of thing. So um, I just called Skippy. Hello, Skip. There you go, Skip. There you go. Save the boy from the well. So uh, we don't have. Do we have wells in Australia? Save the boy from the boar from the cistern. I think there's wells wells up in the hills. Save the boy from two wells. From the serial killers. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. Uh, to subscribe, dial eight three one three five thousand during business hours, or go to the Radio Adelaide website. They'll probably direct you to dial eight three one three five thousand during business hours, or you can contact us, and we'll pass your details on, and someone will dial you during business hours from the phone number eight three one three five thousand. So Either way, you can't lose. Mm, lots of options to subscribe. And tell them the role-playing hour sent you, if you subscribe. Or, you know, any other show that you prefer above us on Radio Adelaide. So, uh, okie dokie. Uh, do we have anything on the wall? I do not believe so. Oh, there's something, but it's, no, there's nothing. Okay, so uh, we'll be right back with you, hopefully, live after this musical break. This is Jonathan Frakes, and I hate the role-playing hour so much that whenever I hear it, I want to eject my warp core. This is Patricia Quinn, and I hate role-playing R so much that I'm taking this house and going back to the planet transsexual in the galaxy of Transylvania. Come on, Riff. Shift it. It's gaining on us. It's reaching a clawed hand. Shoot it, Dan. I can't. It's going to get us. I can't go any faster! Go up that arrest the ramp! Oh my god! The monster kept going! Too much momentum to turn onto the arrest bed! It's running all the way down the hill! Nice idea, Jim. <gasps> did, you, did you see what it was? Yes. It was. a giant koala! <gasps> and it's running all the way to Adelaide! <laughs> As dawn breaks on this summer day in Adelaide, the city wakes up to the unbelievable. A giant koala the size of a house has climbed the Westpac, formerly the Santos, formerly the State Bank building, the highest building in this quiet, bougainfield, boring, violent crime-ridden South Australian capital. I would not believe in myself were I not seeing it with mine own eyes. A gigantic koala has climbed a central city high-rise... The massive marsupial is apparently waiting up near the top and swatting at any helicopters that dare come too close. The police are at this time hanging back, unsure whether or not they should harm this unique specimen. There are multiple reports of property damage and injury in the monster's wake. Some say the army is being called in, but it is too early to know what action might be taken. Surely this is a specimen worth preserving, but how and where would we preserve it so that it not crush human civilization in its furry fist? And how much would a bag of feed cost for the kiddies? Oh, and as this is a Murdoch program, please vote for Tony Abbott again in the next election. He is true blue, Australian, and southern crosses come flying out of his rear end and blind boat people so they can't navigate properly. That's it. Really, are you sure? No arguments. That thing smashed my dad's house and I haven't heard from my dad since. He's probably dead. It was a cinch for someone who wasn't incompetent to actually assemble a shotgun. You have it, Jim? Sure, but... It shoots some heavy-duty slugs. I want you to fire right into the giant koala's eye. It will be vulnerable there. How will we get near its eye? 
Hey, hey, hey! Get back here! You can't go through that, Corden! Hey! It's too dangerous! Hey, you're not actually going into the Westpac Ni Santos Ni State Bank building, are you? Of course we are! I'm gonna captain us right into the elevator. <sighs> I'm pressing the button for the top floor. Willie, this is crazy. No, look, I've had enough. It attacked my dad. It spoiled the beauty and quiet of the hills for me. It's going down. Is this because you realize your dad has been ignoring your calls? Are you misdirecting your anger? Fuck you, DM. Fine. Oh, and DM, when we drive out there, I want you to grab hold of the koala's fur. As a passenger in the sidecar, the only one who's strapped in. Wait, 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 wait. Drive out there? Are you flippin'? Get ready to shoot, Jim, and don't miss. It's time to turn a koala into a drop bear. Fire, Jim! just seen something else incredible a motorcycle with a sidecar just burst out one of the windows on the top floor of the Westpac, aka santos aka state bank building one of the passengers shot the koala in the face from close range with both barrels of what appeared to be a shotgun and then the koala motorcycle and all three of its occupants came crashing down into the street below no one could captain their way out of a jump like that oh, and i'm i'm running to them and oh, Seems that apparently the koala seems completely apparently dead. It has been impaled on several streetlights, and its head crashed down through half the building opposite and now lies resting in the Adelaide Metro Knee Trans Adelaide Information Centre. With a giant dead koala in there, queues should take just as long. And oh my god, I see I see the people from the motorbike. It seems like the koala's huge, soft, furry, cuddly body broke their fall. They are evidently alive and atop the koala. This is truly unbelievable. <coughs> is everyone okay? <coughs> yeah, I'm... <coughs> I think I have whiplash. I totally shot that koala in the face. Did you see that? That was me. I totally shot it in the face, right in the eyeball. Yeah, we saw you, Jim. You go, Jim! So I guess, in the end, the being villainized by environmentalists everywhere balances out the being heroes thing. Yeah, 4chan already has a whole thread about us. We're worse than that cat in the bin lady to them now. Lucky your dad was okay, Willie. Yeah, good thing he managed to flee the bush in time. And he has insurance, similar to that motorist, I guess, who saw the koala, hit the brakes, ran from his vehicle in terror, and the koala trashed his car. Best of all, after that brush with death, my dad has really started appreciating his family more. He leaves his phone charged and turned on and answers most of my calls and everything. That's great news. Hey, look at this online article. It says they've worked out where the koala came from. Really? Where? Well, in the hills, they found a complex buried half underground, disguised on the surface as a greenhouse. For a farmer's market tomato grower. The koala evidently escaped from there, and the complex? The only evidence they have of its manufacture is the company logo for Giant Co. Giant Co? Wasn't that... There was something in the news about that years ago. Yes, a rogue CSIRO scientist, Dr. Angus Fungus, 
He got kicked out because of his mad experiments with genetically modified food. Said he could feed the world, eliminate hunger, grow giant foods. They all laughed at him. He moved to some offshore oil rig in international waters, last I heard, and founded the company, Giant Co. Associated Laboratories Australia. And then, nothing for years. The company isn't listed as being active at all. It's paid no tax. It has no shares. There's just the registered name. Looks like his experiments succeeded, but like they said in the autopsy report, the giant size made the koala go mad. Its adrenal gland was enlarged out of control, causing it to be constantly enraged, and no matter how much eucalyptus it ate, it could never properly satiate its enormous hunger. It was always starving. Who knows how they fed it in the lab? No wonder it climbed the Westpac once Santos once state bank building. It was looking for something that emulated its natural habitat. There are no trees its size, so it chose a high-rise instead. The worst thing is this article says the Dr. Angus Fungus has never been found. They can't find him now. He's still out there. The article also says that we should vote for Tony Abbott next election, because tasting his wee makes dull bludgers want to work. His wee also cures baldness. Well, if there's one thing news media coverage of that giant koala attack in the city taught me, it's to vote for Tony Abbott. Me too. Me too. Oh, look, and in the wake of the tragedy, Prime Minister Tony Abbott has officially declared koalas un-Australian. Aww. And is going to give out a new medal for being Australian. It only goes to those not being un-Australian. The medal is called the Southern Cross. It's made of iron, and it's a cross. It sounds great. Nice.